four, three, two, one, and we're live. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Andres Zanelli back with another episode of Zanelli Talks, a podcast for uncommon people where it's all facts. No printer, baby. What's good? Good morning, mamas y papas. Hope you guys are feeling good. Feeling pretty. I'm feeling pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I'm drinking my coffee. Having I've been having a pretty good week. I've been feeling like like limitless, adventurous. Like I'm in a video game and I got cheat codes and shit, and just like pumped. You know, might be the Libra season. My birthday's this Sunday, and uh, you know, shout out all the Libras real quick. Shout out the peacemakers. You know what I'm saying? Especially the October Libras. I don't know about y'all September Libras, but the, these are October Libras, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never met a Libra I didn't like. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, guys, we're on week 10 of my 12-week uh, podcast challenge where I drop an episode a week. So, yay me for keeping it going. Uh, it's been keeping me challenged to just, like, put some stuff out there. Because creatively, you know, sometimes we can get stuck in just, like, trying to make things perfect and not wanting to put stuff out, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to do some kind of challenge for myself. And um, truth be told, you know what I'm saying? I'm excited for this podcast. A lot of things have been happening just in the last, like, three days that, I don't know, it's kind of like, damn, this shit's going to grow hella, you know what I'm saying? I'm really excited. I'm going to have some really dope guests on the podcast for October and November, Love that. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to y'all um, to, to hear those kind of conversations. <clears throat> Excuse me. And shout out y'all. Straight up. Everyone who's been sharing the episodes, leaving reviews, five stars preferably, you know what I'm saying, baby? Um, appreciate y'all. If you haven't already subscribed, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the channel grow organically. And we're all about our health, baby. We're all about our health, so yeah. Um, this episode's going to be a little different. It's going to be a little different. I've never done an episode like this, um, and what I mean by that is that I'm going to share three short-ish stories of my life, get into the little bit of the details, you know what I'm saying, and yeah, I never really do that. I kind of keep it a little bit less about me on these episodes. I don't know why, but I feel like sharing more of myself on this one, and it might ruin the first half of my book, but who cares, fuck it, motherfucker, I got stories for days, so, yeah, um, the main takeaway, at least what I, I've taken away after reflecting on these, um, is to think outside the box, so I think these are three examples of how I thought outside the box in the moment, and it paid off. Um, to get the result that I wanted, <clears throat> and each one's a different result, you know what I'm saying, One one's for freedom, the other one's for a job, and the last one's for love, you know what I'm saying, so yeah, without further ado, let's get into short story numero uno, um, okay, let me paint the picture, so it was, it was a foggy, cold winter evening in 1994, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm really bad at accents, by the way. But, no, okay. Serious shit. <clears throat> um, it's about like 12.40 a.m. We're in my hometown. I'm kicking in with one of my boys. Um, we're in the car. 
parked in the parking lot of like an In-N-Out shopping center kind of thing, right? In-N-Out closes at 1 a.m., by the way, this night. So it's 12.40, In-N-Out's about to close. It's the only fucking thing open in this whole lot. And my friend and I were parked kind of far from In-N-Out. We're parked closer to like this supermarket. Um, So, okay, that matters. That's what I'm saying here, okay? So... We're smoking up a blunt, we're hotboxing, we're just politicking, kicking the shit, you know what I'm saying, catching up. <clears throat> and a cop pulls up into the parking lot, parks in the same row as, as us. And I'm like, okay. And my friend starts freaking out. And it's not because we're hotboxing, you know, at the end of the day, man, hotboxing a whip, not really a big deal. Probably a ticket or something, I don't know. But, you know, in this scenario, let, let's just, let's, I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if the statute of limitations is up or not, but let's just say there was just, you know, a lot of weed in there. I don't know. Could have been, hypothetically. And maybe some paraphernalia, like, to distribute. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. This is just all hypothetical. So hypothetically, if there was all that stuff in the car and you get caught with it, it's like, that's pretty damn serious. Okay? So the stakes have been raised. So we're in the car and it, it already looks like a bad picture. It's like, what the fuck is this car doing in this parking lot super far away from the only establishment that's open at 1240 at night? <clears throat> so my friend starts freaking out. Cause he a bitch. <laughs> I love you, bro. If you're listening, you remember this shit. This shit lit, right? And um, yeah, so I'm I'm kind of keeping cool. I'm like, all right, let's see what's gonna happen. I, another cop pulls up, parks in the same row as us, but like three three spots away from the other cop car. So they're they're not even next to each other. So I was like, that's suspicious. What the fuck? So I cracked the window open, my, my window very slightly, just so that the smoke can start airing out. Because, you know, anyone who's ever hotboxed a whip, they know that, like, when you, you know, you get out the whip, a um, bunch of smoke will just pop out. I didn't want that. So I get, you know, I do that. And then I, like, um, I'm like, you know, we need to get out. I tell my boy, I'm like, we need to get out. We're just sitting ducks right here. Let's go inside in and out Let's get some food. They'll leave, okay? So then he's, he's like, I don't want to go get out. We have to walk in front of that. I'm like, motherfucker, get out the damn car. <laughs> so we get out the car, walk past the cops. They just look at us, get inside, order our food, sit by the window, and just look. And we're looking about two minutes past. They're still there. I'm like, man, this is, they're going to wait there. I'm like, ah, they're going to wait until we have to leave. And they're going to make up some bullshit ass thing to pull me over. I just know it. I have a feeling. And I look to my right, and I see another fucking squad car pulling up into the lot. I'm like, damn, they... I'm like, yeah, this don't look good. So then in that moment, I thought of something stupid. And I was like, it might just be stupid enough to work. So I just pull my phone out, <clears throat> and I call 911, and I call the cops. <laughs> and... Uh, I don't even tell my boy anything. I just put the phone in my ear and I'm just like, yeah, I'd like to report a crime. And his eyes, what, bro, when I tell you this motherfucker's eyes popped out his head, <laughs> he had no idea what I was doing. I was like, yeah, I'd like to report a crime. 
And um, I just, you know, fabricated a, a small little white lie crime that was happening up the street, just some petty vandalism, <clears throat> per, like perhaps. Like I was just like, yeah, I was just driving down on this road and I saw this kid running in front of the street and he had a spray can. Maybe he's going to go tag something. I don't know. He, he's wearing a black hoodie. I just gave some bogus ass like description or whatever, you know? And because I knew if I give like a fucking strong enough crime, like that's that's really bad. So I was like, this is a petty crime. I know cops in my city, they get boners over fucking graffiti writers because um, I used to be one. So <laughs> I know all about that. And um, yeah, they're like, would you like to leave your name? I'm like, no, nah, I like to be anonymous. Just a tip, you know, whatever. And then we just I hang up. We, we look out the window. And then like 10 seconds later, they all turn their lights on and just dip out the parking lot. <laughs> and um and now I'm here. <laughs> Nothing happened. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought it's just a, such a funny story. Like you gotta think outside the box. <laughs> and to be honest, the shit that inspired that was like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> They're like like movies from the 80s with Eddie Murphy, but like in these movies, he does shit like that. And, yeah. So that's story one. <laughs> and um, story number two. This one will probably be a little bit quicker. But um, in 2014, I had this, like, crazy idea to throw this, like, really dope party that was going to cost, like, $12,000, $15,000. And I didn't have that kind of money. But I was like, damn, I really want to throw this shit. Who can fund it? Um, so I start looking and this was around the time when revolt TV P Diddy's, um, TV network was like getting introduced or got introduced or whatever. And, um, I was like, man, I think that they would probably be like interested in throwing events. Cause I didn't see them throwing any kind of events and, and whatnot. So I remember putting together this plan and, um, you know, all the details, like the venue, the attendance, like catering, what kind of audience it would be, who can be sponsors, dedicate to this audience, like just anything that they would want, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't know who to email it to. And then I, I did a lot of digging and I finally found the email of the um, chief director of PR and communications for the, for the company, like one of the executives. And so I emailed him and I emailed him and I emailed him. And then finally he gave me a response that was just like, this isn't what we're looking for. Like, it needs to be more turnkey. And turnkey, I, I didn't even know what the fuck it meant at the time, but turnkey means, like, it's, like, it's kind of, like, set to go. So you, like, put the key in and just turn it, and it's, like, boom. You know, I, he was basically saying you need to plan it more. So I was, like, all right, bet. And, like, so I went, and I revised it, and I emailed him again, and then he was just, like, hey, I'm in town from L.A. or from New York um, this next week. Would you want to meet for coffee? And then we, you know, we met up and we started talking and I'm, I'm just trying to pitch him, you know, my thing. And, and then he just is like, look, I don't know if we can do this. I'm not going to try to promise you anything, but I like your initiative. I like that you're persistent and, and, and you're just and he said it, he's like, you're thinking outside the box. Um, I have two in internships available in New York because um, that's where I'm, I, I live. But um, I'm willing to do one here. The only thing is, is that. You know, I won't be here, so you're going to kind of have to be on your own. And to be honest, I wasn't really feeling it. Like, I was like, I'm not looking for an internship. Um, and I told him, I was like, you know, I'm not really looking for that right now. 
And he's like, you know, I get it. You have your eyes set on this um, party and everything, but it's a really great opportunity and you're going to be around some pretty, you know, important people. You're going to meet some important people and um, I think you should do it. And I did it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I'm really glad I did it. Uh, I learned so much. I learned how a TV network is ran, especially a startup. Um, And he wasn't wrong. I met so many great people. I mean, the first... My first day, I met Andre Harrell, who um, passed earlier this year. Rest in peace. He's a, if you don't know who Andre Harrell is, really amazing pioneer in music. I mean, he's the one that mentored Diddy. And uh, I had steak with him my first day. I don't know. It was crazy. And, like, I met a ton of rappers and all this shit. But that's not what, that's not what matters. What matters is that, like, I was in this position because... I found that I thought outside the box. I didn't apply for this internship. I didn't seek that, although I got it. Um, I just was like, you know, I want to do this and who can help. And, you know, I put together this thing and I found the person to do it. You know, it just, yeah, I don't know. I got, I, this, these are the stories I tell people when they when we're talking and they're, they're kind of like they, they want something. And I'm like, figure out how it, like, it can be done in an unorthodox way, you know? Which leads me into my last story. And um, this story, I mean, this story, I might turn this motherfucker into like a movie. Because <laughs> this shit was crazy, man. This shit was crazy. So, um, you know, like those movies, like Friday or Dope, like those movies that are just filmed in the course of one day. Like it just details the one day's timeline. Like this is what it would be. Right, but um, I'm gonna give you the condensed version, motherfucker, because this might be a movie. Um, so what year was it? 2014? Yeah, 2014 was a great year for me. I had a really adventurous year, <laughs> but and there was this girl that I was interested in, and I noticed that she was gonna be at this ASAP Rocky concert in the Palladium, like over in Hollywood. And the tickets were sold out. And during the time I was in the courting process, I was trying to court her. I was trying to get her attention and and just kind of like, you know, be like, yo, what's up? I'm right here. Like, I'm right here. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And um, I was like, I need to get in that motherfucking venue. I need to get in that venue. And we need to like lock eyes. And that's all that needs to happen. If we, if we end up kicking it that night, cool. If we don't, cool. But the mission is we need to lock eyes. Because at the p- time, she wasn't really feeling me. You know what I'm saying? But I just knew. <laughs> and uh, so the tickets were sold out and everything. And I was just like, I was with my boy Johnny. And I was like, yo, man, can I borrow your camera? And he was like, yeah, like, like what you need it for? I was like, I'm going to do some crazy shit. And he was just like, I bet. Like, do it. So I borrowed his camera. And I had some Revolt gear, huh, right? So this is where the internship really came in handy. So I had a Revolt t-shirt and like a lanyard from some event that I was a part of for like, I think like Afrojack, like DJ Afrojack or some shit. And the lanyard just said like all access, Revolt, and it said Afrojack on the back. I cut that shit open and I like put a marker over it, like cancel it out real quick. It was such a like DIY job. But... um get to the Palladium early, and I just start walking around the building with my camera and, like, filming it, like, acting like I'm supposed to be filming, right? 
And then I was like, all right, I need to get inside this motherfucker. So what I did was I just literally walked right up to the front door where the desks are and everyone's at and everything. And I just take my phone out and I pretend I'm on a fake call. And I'm just like, yeah, hello. Oh, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And I just walk right past them. And they're like, sir, sir, excuse me, sir. And I'm like, put the phone down. I'm like, uh, hold on, excuse me. Give me a second. I put the phone down. I'm like, what's up? How can I help you? They're like, sir, um, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going inside to just get some B-roll before everyone starts piling in. I'm here for a revolt, just, you know, capturing tonight's event. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, where, where, are, your, where are your bracelets? And I'm like, um wait, hold on. And I like get the phone again. And I'm like, Hey, uh, can I give you a call back real quick? And you know, I just fake hang up and I'm like, yeah, bracelets. Um, I'm not sure. I just have this lanyard. I just got off the plane from New York, like about <laughs> an hour and a half ago. Um, I just need to get some B roll to be honest. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt or anything. They're like, go over to that girl over there. She'll help you out. So like I go over, you know, and I'm just like, Hey, what's up? Like, what's your name? And you know, I just charm her a little bit and, she just like, oh, yeah, I can help you out. She gives me fucking the general admission bra- bracelet, the VIP bracelet, um, the the photographer bracelet, all these bracelets. And I'm like, what? So then now I go inside. <laughs> I go inside this fucking venue. Man, this is a true story, bro. I go inside this fucking venue. And I'm in this shit now. <laughs> and no one's in there. The only people in there are the crew setting up this motherfucker and crazy enough the shit didn't even stop right there like once i was in i still had to convince some other people (laughs) that i was supposed to be there because i kept getting questioned and i just fucking eddie murphy that shit again beverly hills cop just acted like i was supposed to be there and i kept thinking outside the box like one person was like questioning me and i was like hold on let me call my let me call my boss um and i'm like fake calling and at this point, it's like 10 p.m. And they're like, you know, obviously I'm not calling anyone. So I'm just like putting the phone down. I'm like, yeah, he's not answering. It's He's in New York there. It's already like 1 a.m. there. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if you're supposed to be here. I don't know. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm come on. I'm just like kind of, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. Like, come on, this and this and that. And I finally sweet talked her like after 10 minutes of just like, come on, bruh. So now your boy's in. People start piling in. I felt like I just went through a marathon of just like all the people I had to like convince (laughs) that I was supposed to be there. And I post up on this wall and dude, people are coming in. Like it's like, I don't know if you know, the Palladium holds, I think like 3,000 people, maybe 4,000, but it's like definitely three. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, I'm in. But how the fuck am I going to see this girl? And I was like, nah, I'm going to see her. (laughs) Like a minute later, tell me why this girl walks right in front of me, locks eyes, and then just flips her hair over her shoulder like, fuck you. (laughs) But I had the biggest smile on my face, bro, because like I was like, man, that's all I needed. That's all I needed. And... Mission accomplished. So then after that happened, I was free to enjoy the night. I ran into like a bunch of people I knew unexpectedly. It was such a fun night. Drake came out unexpectedly. Like I was I was on the stage taking video. <laughs> I had no business doing that. I was on the stage recording ASAP and Drake. 
God, I need to find that footage. But, um, yeah. And then um, we ended up dating. So I think that night <laughs> ended up working. But, yeah, guys, um, think outside the box. Those are my three stories of thinking outside the box. And, you know, so- something that after reflecting I, I kind of noticed is that, like, you know, all these came from me wanting something, right? Like, I wanted a certain result. I wanted a certain outcome, whether it was, like, freedom, a job, or love, right? And in the first one, you know, I thought outside the box, and I got exactly what I wanted when I wanted it in real time. And then when it came to the job, I got what I needed, which was experience, new network, learning. Um, not when I wanted it, or, or, or not exactly what I wanted, but I got what I needed at, at the time I needed it, right? And then the third one, um, I ended up getting what I wanted, but not when I wanted it, when it, when it needed to happen, because we ended up dating later after that, like a couple, like four, no, not even like five months later. And, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you're going to get, you're going to do some shit and you might get what you want right then and there. You might get what you need instead, or you might get what you want later on. But you always got to think outside the box, baby. (laughs) So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed those. Um, It's a little bit different. I just wanted to share some of of my life. Uh, These are stories that... I don't know, when I look back, these are the things that, that bring me joy, just that, you know, having fun, putting yourself out there, taking risks, putting, um, making a fool of yourself in the process, maybe, I don't know, and just experimenting, so yeah, next time you find yourself um, desiring something, whatever it may be, think outside the box, alright, think outside the box, and have fun with it, stay smooth, peace. <laughs>